Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part seven in our conversation on solitude and cultivating rhythms uh, aimed at living a healthier life. We hope you enjoy. It, it, this can also sound like self-centered, like we're it's like, oh, we're like Austin West are saying we need to be more self-centered. That's not it. What it is, is uh, if we believe that God created us and loves us deeply and knows us the, the best, that means um, God hides himself, not intentionally, in the nooks and crannies of who we are. So the more we understand who we are and how we're made, we're able to understand the maker a little bit better, a little bit more clearly, the more we understand how we tick more we understand like how others work because we're able to see um how god made these things but also how he saved us and and uh and gave of himself for us and why we need him so it's not navel gazing this silence and solitude isn't like a like when when i go on when i go on walks it's not like well this is austin time we're only going to focus on austin It, it it is a it's bigger than that and it takes time to get into that experience like the first time you guys are going to go for a walk or or practice this it's going to be weird and awkward and you're like that was complete waste of time it wasn't even though it's going to feel like it but it's it's the pattern and rhythm of doing it consistently where you'll start experiencing these changes um and it'll be really hard to it's really hard to do it in the moment if you're not working on being present it's much easier if you're able to look back and say like, I, how I'm experiencing these things today compared to if I've been doing it for six months, six months in the past. Yeah. It's interesting, right? In Christianity and religion in general, we talk about, or just in Christianity, I'll be specific. We talk about like surrendering to God or giving ourselves to God and, 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 you know, Romans 12, like being a living sacrifice, um, holy and pleasing to God. And I think we, we, uh, many people around the church are used to this kind of language. The problem is if we're not self-aware, then what are we even giving to God? Yeah. If I don't know who I am and I'm saying I'm surrendering to God, what am I surrendering? Hmm. And I think what happens if I'm not self-aware, I'll say I'm surrendering to God, but in practice, I'm doing all sorts of things just because I want to do them. Like, how can I say I'm surrendered to God if, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want to do with my sexuality. Mm. If I'm going to do whatever I want to do with my money, if I'm going to do whatever I want to do in how I treat people, if I'm going to do whatever I want to do in how I, in how I engage with the local church, I can't say I'm surrendering to God and then, and then not be attuned to who I am as a person. Mm. To me, what makes more sense is I need to know myself. I need to know what I love and what I desire and my, what, I, what I run to, you know, in moments of pain and, and in moments of joy. And when I yeah. understand that, then I know what, I can, what I'm giving up to the Lord, right? And, and the right. only way to know myself is to do practices like solitude, right? Yeah. And that's what John Eldridge is saying. We often can't find the more of God we long for because we are looking with so little of ourselves. 
Yeah. What we're advocating for is we're bringing our whole self to all of God. And it's in that kind of bringing of myself to God that clarity happens, change happens, uh, deep gratitude and joy happens. And we have to get into some sort of habit of, of doing this. And, and so one of the ways that we're advocating for is solitude. And um, super practically, we're saying, sounds like you and I do a similar practice, which is to try to go on these walks, to try to engage our bodies and our spirits. Um, just kind of these prayer walks, these paying attention to what's around us, you know, not really having much of an agenda other than, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to turn the, you know, what's cool about iPhones. Now I have an iPhone. There's a whole, there's a do not disturb setting now. Right. Yeah. I click on do not disturb. And, uh, I put my phone in my back pocket and I go on a walk. Yeah. You know, and I try to be fully present right there. Like you said, feeling the, the ground under your feet, paying attention to whatever you see, saying a breath prayer, you know, which yeah. is a prayer that I can say in one breath, often like, Lord, I'm, I'm listening or Lord, you know, what would you, what would you like to say today? Mm-hmm. And then just, just walking, just, just paying attention. It is a, di- it is a difficult, uh, it is a difficult practice, but it is a practice. Meaning we're never going to be perfect at it, but it's something we continually do. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's important to say for sure, because everything in our world is counter to this. I mean, Mm. we, we are being brainwashed right now to be addicted to, you know, our phones basically. Right. I mean, most of us can't get our noses out of Instagram or Facebook. And, you know, I probably sound like a super old person right now. I, I don't think that these things are inherently evil in and of themselves, but like, you have to understand there's the smartest people in the world that are, that are trying to create these algorithms within these systems to, to make your mind addicted to them. And, and the reality is, is we, we get so um, busy and even when we're not working, right. We're, our mind is still active. We're either on Netflix or we're, we're on social media or we're watching some other sort of like television. Um, we're surfing the internet. I mean, we're, we're often just not, we're not being, we're not still enough to mm. be able to be, to be aware and to pay attention yeah. to what's happening in us. Yeah. Which, which is one of those reasons why uh, this limit in boundary we have around phones in the refuge that that is one of the reasons is to give guys the space to be alone and quiet in their thoughts because it can be scary. Uh, what, I think another reason why solitude is difficult and scary. I'm saying that it's scary. Often guys don't want to admit when they're scared, but it's scary to be alone by yourself because then you just have your thoughts. And guys are like, well, I don't need to, I don't need to want to be in my head so much. It'll it'll mess me up. So, well, what this solitude does is it allows you the strength and capacity to be able to deal with the stuff that you've been ignoring for so long. Often what solitude does is it highlights the things that you need to address. Yeah. Avoiding those things is probably not going to end well. No. No, it'll it will create pain and it will 
it, it takes a lot of energy. And if you're like, man, I just don't want to deal with this. Well, you're going to deal with it by ignoring it. That takes energy and effort and pain. Or you could decide like, I'm going to address this and deal with it in a healthy way that is appropriate for how I need to. And it's going to be difficult, painful, and it'll take time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. Tomorrow, we will be in our eighth and final episode in this conversation. We'll see you then.